Sometimes when the mics are on, we start talking about some odd things. And sometimes those odd things are worth sharing with our listeners. This episode started as a couple of offhand comments by Ben, but what resulted was a very dark conversation about the horrors of the universe that surrounds Pokemon. Follow us down a massive tangent this week on Dungeons & Tangents. No, the Aloha version is just like the one of the newer games. They they had they they came out with Aloha f- forms, and it was like it was Hawaiian themed game. Like every game, uh, every uh, handheld game comes out and is based on a real country or mm. place. Mm-hmm. So like there was one in France. There was one in like Black and White. I think was the one in France. There's a U.S. one. There's a Japan one, uh, but this one was like Hawaiian based, uh, and they came out with Aloha forms, which were the same Pokemon, but they looked slightly different. So like Executor had a super long neck. Uh, there was a Meowth that had like a dark type. So they added like separate types to some of them, and they evolved differently. Um, and so, was like, any... you have the regular form from all the other games, and then you have the Aloha form from th- this th- game. This wasn't like a, there wasn't like a Polynesian, it's Aloha, I assume there's a connection to Hawaii somehow. Yeah, well, that's the, Did... it's, it's all islands. It's like it's all Pikachu series... is in... covered with tattoos. Well, in this game, it's, all, <laughs> it's always a series of islands. So, like, oh. you're going from one island to the other, um... Uh, you instead of having gyms where you fought fought like the leader of the gym, you fought oh. kahunas. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um... And you did trials and instead. Huh. I had no idea. I stopped playing after uh, like my girl- Fire Red, I think. Huh? My girlfriend plays some of the old original ones regularly. I I, n- I, n- I never played the remakes of the old ones, oh. but I played all of them she's just she's big on the game boy ones so here's the question well, yeah yeah there are yeah like is is it immoral to have a completely dogfighting based economy <laughs> <laughs> is it immoral no but they just knock each other out it's fine i mean technically yeah it's training children that cockfighting and dogfighting is okay but. <laughs> so it's like how the nfl is okay but dogfighting isn't yeah yeah oh <laughs> i made myself sad <laughs> <laughs> but i mean in the like with the with the anime and stuff that came out, like they try to make it like disgustingly friendly, like to the point where like everyone's happy all the time and nobody gets hurt. Like they just get knocked out. It's fine when they go into their pokeballs, which they're trapped in forever until I want them to fight, and that's the only time they get to come out. Like they go to a place that they love. So wait, as long as you only cause injuries. With internal bleeding, that's okay. That's where the blood is supposed to be. <laughs> it's weird too, because like sometimes in the anime, like they Pokemon get sick, but in, and oh, yeah. but the only time they talk about death, like it ends up being when they go to like uh, like in the game. Even there's a uh, like a tower with Lavender graves town. and. Uh, even then, like, they just turn into Ghastlies, more or less. Like, there's ghost Pokemon. <laughs> so, like, it's hard to, like, 
it's hard to be like, oh, when they're dead, then now they're Gastly's, or are they, did they actually die? Like, what happened? Like, Wait, did they die? Is Gastly a separate thing? Like, did they their don't soul try to, they don't try to make Pokemon it clear the because they want you to be like, oh, they didn't, like, I don't know. What happens when a Gengar dies? Wait, is there going to be, like, a, a population know. explosion of Gastly's at some point <laughs> in the near future of Pokemon? Because that's a problem. Yeah, I don't know. For, for all I know, they're completely un. For all I know, Pokemon can't die of natural deaths, and they just live forever. And I don't know. That's almost in, worse. <laughs> in in a related story, um, there are no other animals in the Pokemon world other than Pokemon. Well, that's it's it's kind of weird. So there's like, a couple dogs in the original. In, are there in the beginning of the anime? They. They there are like other birds that aren't Pokemon, but then later on in the anime they're like, oh no, it's just Pokemon that that exist. Okay, so, so like they don't really make it clear. They they purposefully try to make it complicated. Which means, and I'm totally like stealing something from an article I read recently. Mm-hmm. Which means everybody in the Pokemon world is either a vegetarian or eats Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent eats Pokemon. <laughs> I mean, see, and that's. Another thing that's really weird is <laughs> that in in the anime and I think in the games too, like they talk about like oh like they talk about this food being themed after this Pokemon and like it's vague as to whether the food is the Pokemon <laughs> or it's just themed. And then in the in the game, there's also like this. There's this Team Rocket has like this black market for Slowpoke tails. Yeah. Oh, where the and where it's okay to cut them off because they grow back, and so they just like oh, but like it doesn't mean it's not painful for them. But so they hack them off and they sell them, and they're like black market <laughs> slowpoke tails. But which, as a side note, means these five person villages are buying a metric shit ton of <laughs> slowpoke tails. <laughs> so like I don't. <laughs> like at the very least I know that somebody eats slowpoke tails but I don't know about the other pokemon. <laughs> What's thanks what pokemon do you eat on Thanksgiving? Hmm. There's not enough Ho-Oh to go around. Um, so is it Pidgeotto is that Yes. The- I mean, there's a bunch <laughs> of bird Pokemon. So Charizards? No. <laughs> there's a bunch of bird Pokemon. There's, uh, there's like a duck and swan Pokemon. Wait. Psyducks. There's, if you want to eat Psyduck, <laughs> I guess. I feel like you would lose some brain cells from eating Psyduck. Should Jinx and Mr. Mime have basic human rights? Like, that seems like a, a squidgy line to me. <laughs> <laughs> At, at the very least, Mr. Mime should, because, like, at least from the anime, he's doing, like, everybody's chores. So, he so, cooks for them. Oh, oh. Like, <laughs> is, is, is Mr. Mime a slave? I think... Uh, I mean, he enjoys it in the anime. That makes you, it... You know what that is? Not better. He's more like a, he's more like a good son, like a better oh. Ash, than he is <laughs> a slave. I was gonna, so he's a house slave... Not a field slave. Oh, no. Yeah. I guess he's a Dobby. <laughs> I guess he's a Dobby, but he likes it. Oh, that's hard. But everybody likes everything, and that's what I'm saying. Like, in the show, everybody's happy all the time, even when it's about something terrible, and the only evil in the world is Team Rocket and whatever other team that's in whatever other version. Except for... And- 
everyone who captures Pokemon. <laughs> notably, in the first games, Machoke and Machamp are both used, and Machop are all used in construction. Yeah. Hmm. And oh. I, I don't, who knows if they get paid? Probably not. <laughs> Maybe in rare candies if they're real lucky. See, or this, do they have to eat other Pokemon? See, this, <laughs> this is. <laughs> oh my god, what do Pokemon eat? See, this is, <laughs> this is why as a child I preferred Monster Rancher. All of the, all of the <laughs> monsters in Monster Rancher could talk. Uh, hmm. And, you know, there were, like, revolts and, like. Oh, okay. Um, there was some world building there was beyond. Equal, there was equal rights, basically. Equal rights, okay. Wait, but Meowth can talk in the anime. That has oh. some other really so, significantly disturbing there, And there was an episode explaining how he can talk. It was, it was for love. Uh, he taught himself. So no other Pokemon have ever felt love? <laughs> it, was, it was specific for this other Meowth. Um, but apparently, yeah, yeah I don't know. I mean, they fucking Wait, they understand each other. Pikachu so, doesn't love Ash. Is what we have empiric evidence yeah, to suggest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can you blame him? <laughs> He's no Mister Mine. <laughs> and to be fair, I mean, at least in the games, you move to a new town. Your mom realizes, oh no, we don't have enough rooms for you. Well, twelve-year-old, go off into the world. <laughs> And fight monsters until you're the world champion. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like it's great that they trust their children to go out in the woods by themselves at such a young age. <laughs> that they're so mature they, that they, they can have do- a very trusting society. And yet. <laughs> they're pursued by international criminals. <laughs> <laughs> the only criminals. What I want to know is how their economy works, because, like... <laughs> Is, there, is the mom just sending him money the whole time? Because in the games, he's making the money for the Pokemon fights and then sending oh. the money back to his mom, and his mom's, like, holding it for him. And that's investing the, it. Uh, maybe. Maybe that's what's happening. Because don't you get more back as you go? Uh, I mean, the more every fight, you get more. Oh. It's not... Yeah, is, it's is, this, is that the economy? The economy is, like, people fight Pokemon, and that funds... Everything. Uh, Venture I mean, capitalists I mean, are actually s- just Pokemon fighters. I mean, you, you buy you buy stuff in shops. Like you buy extra Pokeballs and potions. And so there you go. The entire economy is is based around monsters fighting monsters. And notably, this could be a completely decimated economy because you have Lieutenant mm. Surge, right, mm-hmm. who trained his Pokemon for war and now no longer has a war. Wait. So is the Pokemon world actually a post-apocalyptic future where a horrible? <laughs> War has destroyed the universe, I, well, I the think world. So, I think so. It has to have. It's, it's like which would explain why there's so many Pokemon, even though people are constantly oh. enslaving, breeding, eating, and making money off of them. This is <laughs> this is post Edo period, or this is Edo period Japan. The, yeah. the samurai no longer have their um, their, their great warlords. And they, they travel the, the, the countryside being captured by little boys and told to do things for them. <laughs> uh, wait. <Ooh. laughs> it's rare that I'm speechless, but... <laughs> uh, so I've thought about wanting to tr- like try to, run, try to play a, a Pokemon-themed game. 
Like an I, RPG? Yeah, like a tabletop RPG. Like fate-based or something? I, well, I mean, so some people have done it with fate. I don't know how I would want to do it, though. Like, I don't know if I would... Oh, you'd have if to people build. would be the Pokemon or if people would be the trainers throwing the Pokemon. I have two different versions, depending on which one you want to do, <laughs> floating around on my laptop. <laughs> Well, really? What? Yeah, there's uh, two different Pokemon role-playing games. Oh, one yeah, is I... where you're as a trainer, and one is you as a Pokemon. Oh, what? <laughs> this already exists. Staggeringly well, in depth. It's <laughs> <laughs> same with Magic: The Gathering. There's a one d four. I don't remember what the website is. It one d four Chan, maybe. I don't know. Role role-playing wiki thing, but it has a whole system on how to build your character in the Magic: The Gathering world, hmm. and. Uh, you can like turn cards into abilities or characters in game and they have all these crazy oh. mechanics. It was pretty dope. Granted, I looked at it in 2010, so Lord only <laughs> knows what happened in the last 8 years. But that actually sounds like a good idea. I mean, the premise of magic is kind of flat in a, in a certain no yeah. pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because because it's, you know, magicians versus magicians in these epic battles of destroying one another in the multiverse or is it the multiverse? Yeah. Is that what they call it? Okay. Um, You are a planeswalker who slings spells, a spell slinger, which they have got to stop using that word. It's so dumb. Do they use that word? All the time. All their marketing bullshit. Um, Uh, It's terrible. They have a whole show called The Spell Slinger, who oh. teaches people how to play magic. It's like spinning wheels and celebrities. I'm like, nah, get the fuck out of here. Play some real decks, please. <laughs> Stop using that word. It's a dumb word. It's uh. the moist of the <laughs> trading card game community. Knock it off. <laughs> so what, I mean, in a role-playing game with with these, like, badass magicians who know how to summon demons and angels and destroy the world by the wrath of God. How do you, how do you have a role playing interaction with these people? (laughs) Very carefully. (laughs) Maybe you're all just, you're maybe it's just dumbed down to the, Everybody is a low-level wizard, and they they just sling mm. baby and, angels and, <laughs> and instead of. All right, you start as a cherub, and <laughs> no, if I recall correctly, they uh, kind of nerf you at the beginning by limiting the amount of mana you have, and okay. then you have to kind of stock that up or save it or earn it somehow, and then you get to like use your bigger abilities with more mana as you go. Well, that makes sense because the pacing of of the actual game is so fast. Mm-hmm. That you know, if you're if you're playing tournament style sixty card decks, that's like a fifteen twenty minute game, and blam blam blam, somebody's dead in fifteen minutes. And that's mm-hmm. not that doesn't really translate to role playing. Um, but the but if you nerf it down to this is equivalent to like a D and D wizard battle, mm-hmm. then then it could work. Yeah, and you could use a lot of the mechanics to. I'll have to dig that back up and kick it around. Huh. Well, while we're on the subject of weird role-playing games, uh, do you guys know Dungeons the Dragoning 40,000? <laughs> no. It's a combination of Exalted, White Wolf, D&D 5th Edition, Warhammer 40K, Dark Heresy, Fate, and That's a one other one. Call of Cthulhu, I think. But they take all of the weirdest, coolest parts of all of them and dump them all into one, like, 400-page rulebook. Like, <laughs> so I consider- it sounds unplayable. <laughs> 
I'd consider myself adept at making characters at this point. It took me six hours of concentrated effort to make one character. <laughs> and the thing is, they recognize this is ridiculous, but I think the line in the book that I, I remember half correct is, it doesn't matter what you make. You can make whatever you want. It just has to be fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So this is like the game, uh, what is it, the Wizard's Duel of Skullfire Mountain? I haven't heard of that, oh, but okay. I want to. <laughs> it's everything is like heavy metal style, <laughs> kind of like either absolutely ridiculous in one way or another, but <laughs> like, uh, no, it's, it's not, it has a much longer name than that. It's uh, Epic Spell Wars of the Wizards of Spellfire Mountain. That is, that is the actual name of the game. It's so many words. It's just a it's, it's like a deck building game where you're you're building spells and and casting them at people and as you build the spell it it uh it adds effects and amounts of damage and you try to kill off the other wizards that you're playing with. Oh, interesting. That and Skullfire Mountain is literally just a piece of cardboard <laughs> that you sit <laughs> at the end of the table. It does nothing except sit there and be the mountain. <laughs> uh, actually, that might be kind of a fun episode at some point in the future is go through all the role-playing games we can dig up. Because there's yeah. like... Um, do you guys know Fatal? <laughs> Oh, I've heard that name. Oh, it's bad. That's from like 1990 or 1989, isn't it? Uh, I think it's from like the mid 2000s. Oh, maybe it's the most heinous role playing game ever. I, I, st- I still kind of want to play Traveler just because. What's that? My, it's the Firefly one, isn't it? Uh, it's a, it's space themed, but my understanding is at least I think it's Traveler that you, that during character creation your character can die. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's possible for them to die. Uh, That's hilarious. You know, in I was reading original D&D NPC creation. <laughs> and in original D&D NPC creation, your character could die. The NPC could die while you're creating it. Because it was like, hit points, 1d4 minus 1. That means one out of four times your character is going to die as you, you create cr- it. I mean, you created the NPC, but he's dead. <laughs> He had a life. It's gone. <laughs> oh, no. That has such a sad implication for... <laughs> that a quarter of the population in, in the D&D world is, is just dead is on dead arrival? already. Oh, man. It's, Which is because it's it's the murder hobos. <laughs> <laughs> the PC players roll through. <laughs> that might this actually be dark. kind of a fun campaign. Is There's a dark curse on the land that causes one damage Ooh. at birth. <laughs> we must fix it. Wow. Dark. Anywho, now that we've ruined <laughs> Pokemon several role-playing games and <laughs> Magic the Gathering. Alright, that's gonna be a bonus episode at some point. <laughs> Next episode, we discuss character backstories and how they fit into gameplay. If you have comments or suggestions for future episodes, reach out to us on Twitter at dungeon underscore tangent or go to our website dungeonsandtangents.net that's all for this episode thanks for joining us <laughs>